Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. that beautiful let us pray father we thank you and bless you for this opportunity in your presence as we come before your word speak to us in a way that will understand we give you glory and praise in jesus name amen say amen. amen tell your neighbor you will not be good for nothing you will not lose your usefulness in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow, what a blessing to be together. Amen. Wow. Beautiful. Is that Monday or no Monday? Which one is Monday? Okay, good, good. Where is no Monday? Okay. Pine Town. Oh, find that for me. Okay. It's also good. Amen. Amen. Well, it's good to see you. I'm, seeing, I'm just looking. I'm scanning through to see. To see. Hey. Oh, okay. Wow. What a blessing. Okay. Nice, nice. Tell your neighbor, nice. Yeah, nice, nice. Matthew chapter 5, we're reading from verse number 13 through to verse 16. Amen. Amen. And it's the foundational passage for this discussion we are having. And maybe we're going to have it for another four weeks, three weeks, weeks. You know the way it is. Uh But we are looking at it, okay? And we are preaching from the book... Am I good for nothing? It's a question, okay? Am I good for nothing? And I said, in that book, can somebody get me the book? It's on my table, please. In the book, prophet is talking about how a Christian can become good for nothing, all right? And, and what we need to do so that we don't become good for nothing, okay? We say something is good for nothing when it's useless or when it cannot be used. It doesn't have a use, all right? We say it's good for nothing, okay? When something is unprofitable, we say it's good for nothing, okay? So when you read Matthew 25, verse 30, Bible says, in the parable of the talent, when the guy, the servant, did not do what the master wanted him to do, the servant described him as unprofitable. So he says, cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Okay, so in other words, he's saying, cast the good-for-nothing servant into outer darkness. So we are going through this study 
not to point out to you that you are good for nothing. There's nobody under the sound of my voice who is good for nothing. But we are going through this study. Thank you very much. It's from this book, Am I Good for Nothing? We are going through this study to see what can make us, how we can become good for nothing and what we need to do so that we are never good for nothing. You will never be good for nothing. You will never be useless. You will never be unprofitable in the house of the Lord. Amen. So let's read our main scripture, Matthew 5. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, wherewith shall it be salted? Or how can it continue to be salt? It is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So it says, when something becomes good for nothing, just as we read from Matthew 25, it is thrown away. Cast out means like this is in. Cast means thrown out. Do you get We can't keep it in the house anymore. We throw it away because it's useless. You, when things are useless in your house, you throw them away. Is that not so? I know some of you are hoarders. So you hoard even useless things with the aim that one day you will find, you will use them. The reason why you keep them is because you have a mind that they will come of use one day. But when you are certain that they will never come of use, you throw them away. Is that not so? Yeah, you throw them away. So, so it says to be cast out and people will step on it and destroy it. Amen. Next verse. It says, you are the light of this world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Next verse. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Then 60 says, let your light shine before men. Let your light so shine before. If you are the light, if you are salt, if you are light, then let that light shine. Do you see? Let it shine before God, before men, that men will, that men will know all that we may see your good works and glorify God in heaven. So if you are light, when a light doesn't shine, it's what? Good for nothing. A light that does not shine. Do you get light? Escom has lights that don't shine. How many of you enjoy load shedding? Even apart from load shedding, we have municipality has lights, street lights that don't turn, it's never on. Some are dim, some are off, they never come on. We had one here recently, now we have one that is shining. But for years, it was never on. But we have, if you ask, do you have a street light? Yes. So then that street light is what? Good for what? Nothing. Now it's shining, but it's above the branches. I wish there was a way we can cut one or two of the branches so that we can benefit from the light. 
So I think I spoke to somebody about it. Who? Justice. Are you the one? Yeah, let's think about it. Like it's high, so it's not easy to maneuver. But let's think about how to expose the light so that it becomes good for something. So that it can shine for all of us to see the good work. See its good work and give glory to ESCOM or municipality or Cerro Ramaphosa. Is that not so? Amen. Uh-huh. So here the Bible is using two main things to, dis- to, to tell us symbolically and prophetically how something can exist but not have a use. One is salt. How salt can become useless. And the other one is light. Amen. Good. So I said that when does salt become useless? That's what we are looking at. And I'm saying, look at you. Because the Bible says you are the salt. I am the salt. So when does a Christian become good for nothing? When does a pastor become good for nothing? When does a bishop become good for nothing? When does a church become good for nothing? Amen. You can become good for nothing. So it's important to know what situation makes you good for nothing. Are, are you coming along with me? What sec- situation, what circumstance makes you good for nothing? So that you never get there. Do you see? It's like, what is it that when you don't do, you become good for nothing? Or what is it that when you do, you become good for nothing? Amen. This case, in this particular case, is more of what if you do not do. Which is primarily, if you don't fulfill the use for which you are created, you become good for nothing. Do you get anything that exists that doesn't um, fulfill the use for it, becomes good for nothing. Do you see, if you take like the human body, if the eye cannot see, the eye becomes useless. Do you see? But because we are dealing with human beings, we, are, we, we can't believe, we say, you are blind. Do you see? And because we have these uh, people like that in our system, we don't want to discriminate against them. So we put it in a, in a proper way, but in the real sense of the, not that the person himself is good for nothing, but the eyes that cannot see are good for nothing or is good for nothing. But the person has other uses. That's why we try to preserve the person. But the eyes in themselves don't profit the bearer anything. Do you see? Because why? It doesn't do the primary thing the eye is supposed to do. Can I get an amen from this side? Yeah. Now let's go on. So what is it that when salt does not do, it becomes useless? And I said to you last week that when salt loses its taste, it becomes useless. Because salt is used to give taste to what we eat. Amen. To give taste to food. So when it's no longer giving taste to the food, then it becomes useless. You, 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 you understand what I'm saying? It becomes useless because now it's not affecting the food. And I said when food is not tasty, it becomes, it's rejected. Do you see? It's rejected. Why? Because it's not nice. 
Do you see? And many of you were arguing with me that, oh, Bishop, it's not, that's not the case. And I further went on to explain to you that don't judge when it comes to food that number one, you eat when you are hungry. Because to a hungry person, everything is nice. Because remember, when you are hungry, the primary thing you are trying to satisfy is the hunger. Fill the stomach. Do you see? Fill the stomach. So it's like you are just pouring anything there. It's when you start to get full, then you start to realize that, hey, what is this that I'm eating? Uh-huh. Then the second one, this is, then the second situation is, don't judge by when you don't have any choice. Do you see? You don't have money. Do you see? You don't have money. Your favorite food is pap. And you will argue that putu is the nicest food. Not to say putu is not nice. I had putu um, two, three weeks ago. I tasted it. It's, it's, it's just like pap. It's a, just a drier version of pap. Yeah. But I'm saying that if you had putu, um, pap, jollof rice, this, that, steak, that, that's where you realize that. Pap is not your favorite food. <laughs> Pastor Zolile, amen. Yeah, that's when you will realize. It's a lie. I said what? It's a lie. Listen, listen. I said what? It's a lie. Turn, turn to your neighbor and say, it's a, it's a lie. Yeah. We are not saying it's a lie. That's what we are saying, but the way we are saying is what? It's a lie. The pap is your favorite food. You. You. No, 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 it's not. It's a lie. But right now, the only thing you have is pap. So, because of the way it is. Let's say it together as a team, as a team together. It's a lie. When you are broke, you say you don't like McDonald's. But it's because you can't afford it. Yes, yes. Even me, today when I got to my office, I told my office people, I don't like McDonald's, please. I don't even like Coca-Cola. I don't like Coca-Cola. I don't like Coca-Cola. It's a lie! <laughs> do, you, do you get what I'm saying? I'm saying that when you have options, you will notice that, no, this one has no salt. I don't like it. It has no salt. So, because salt gives taste. Last week, we even learned that even sugar, salt gives taste to sugar. It, it defines the taste of sugar. So, I know people who drink tea and be, the coffee tea, they put a, a pinch of salt, then they put the sugar. It defines the taste of the, the sugar. When you are eating porridge, put a little salt. Then you put sugar. It, it brings out the taste properly. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. So, 
when a Christian cannot affect the taste of something, he becomes good for nothing. Amen. And I said, as Christians, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the food a Christian gives is the word of God. Do you get it? As a church, if we stop preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, which leads to people becoming saved. Do you see? People giving their lives to Christ. Not just being happy in the church and dancing, but giving their lives to Jesus Christ and co being converted from the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of Satan, into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of the dear son of God. If we stop that thing, we become a useless church. And a church can be there and get to the point where, especially when the church grows big or grows to your preferred size, you can just be there and be preaching about marriage, preaching about how to have a good life, how to be a good student, how to do well in life, how to succeed, how to build your house, how to be a good wife, how to be a good, how to find a good husband, how to find a good wife, all these things. And then the, all, all these, it's not like these things are bad things, but they take over the church. Then the real reason for Jesus planting his church, which is he said to Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So it's like I'm building the church primarily to prevent the gates of hell from swallowing people into hell. So when the church doesn't prevent people from going to hell, it becomes good for nothing. Hallelujah. Do you get it? So like I said, how to make sure we don't become good for continuously preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. As a church, as pastors, as Christians, people's salvation should be important to you. Your roommate's salvation should be important to you. Your roommate is there wallowing on her way to hell or on his way. In fact, he's even rushing to get to hell as though the gates of hell will be closed very soon. And you are there. You are okay going to heaven. And you don't really care. You don't really care. You will not even make time to tell her that, listen, my dear friend, I was just like you. So I know you can become like me. And even a better version of me. Give Jesus a chance. Give Je you are the way you are, not because you are a bad person. Satan is just in control. That's why you behave the way you behave. But if you can give the gospel of Jesus a chance, your life will turn around radically. But you don't care. You are just moving on. Even some of our roommates and our friends, we have condemned them. We feel they are too bad. They are, I mean, they are Osama Bin Laden level bad. Next level bad. That they, they, they have to go to hell. They have to go to hell. I mean, there are a lot of people we have written them off. The way she broke my heart, she must go to hell. Listen, nothing bad is going to happen to your ex. Just heal and move forward, okay? Heal and move forward. Let's go forward. Let's... Number two, today, today. Salt becomes good for nothing when it doesn't pre prevent corruption. When it can no longer prevent corruption, it becomes good for nothing. Amen. Salt preserves food. Salt is a preservative. 
When you don't want something to go bad, you add salt. You put it, you soak it in salt so that it doesn't rot. It doesn't go bad. Do you see it? That's what we, there are some, there are, I, I, I grew up with some fishes that survived for years. And the reason why they survived for years is that they've been soaked in salt. We have some in South Africa. Yeah. We soak, we soak it in salt. Some we dry them, some we don't, but the presence of the salt prevents it from going bad, from becoming corrupt, from de developing fungi, from developing bacteria, from developing all types of things that corrupt it. That's the job of salt. Now, when salt can no longer do that thing, it's good for nothing. Hallelujah. The same way as a Christian, as a church, it is our job to preserve people. God brought us into the world. Jesus referred to us as the salt of the earth to prevent people from becoming corrupt. Amen. To help people from not being corrupt. When we don't do that, we become unprofitable. We become unprofitable. The whole world is in, in corruption. Now today, corruption everywhere. When I say corruption, I'm not talking about government um, spending your money. That's what you are thinking about. I'm coming for you. Wickedness, sexual perversions, lying, stealing. It's like more evil. The world is, corruption is evil. So when as a, as, as a Christian, you don't prevent evil. Let me bring it because we just went on a strike. A toy toy yesterday, a red red toy toy yesterday. When I say corruption, you will think is I'm talking about load shedding and zero mass fall. And no, no, no. I'm talking about evil. Corruption as in evil. I feel very far. Can I, can, is it possible to come down? Yeah, to come here is far. Amen. Amen. So when you don't prevent corruption, which is evil in, the, in this world as a Christian, then you become good for nothing. Amen. So uh, what am I saying? I'm saying that for us to be useful to God, we must become instruments through which God prevents evil on the earth. Corruption in the people that at least we interact with. You can't control the whole earth. You can't control the whole UKZN, but the people you interact with, it is our duty to help people out of evil, wickedness, corruption, drunkenness, all the evils that have filled the earth today and is advancing aggressively. Hallelujah. Second Peter 1 verse 3, the Bible says, according to his divine power, had given unto us all things that pertain to life and to godliness, through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and to virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these we might be partakers of his divine nature. Okay? 
of his divine nature. He says, God has given us, let me start from this. He says, God has given us everything that we need for our lives and to live a godly life. How has he given it to us? Through the knowledge, through the knowledge of him, which is through the knowledge of God who has called us to glory and to virtue. Next verse, it says, and we have been given great promises, great and precious promises, so that we can become partakers, we can become partakers of his divine nature, we can become more like God. Amen. So God is making us more like him, more godly, more godly to become like God. Do you see that our nature will change, which, is, which means corruption and evil will go out of us. Amen. Corruption and evil will go out of us and will become more like God. Amen. And he says, how did this corruption come? He says, we will become all those who have escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. So the whole world is filled with corruption because of lust that is in a human being. Evil desires. Lust just means an evil desire. Because of evil desires that is in human beings, we have all become corrupted. We have all become evil. We have all had some evil insight from the time a woman went to talk to a snake. The whole world has become corrupt. Evil entered the world through a woman going to talk to a snake and after that going to talk to a man. Amen. Corruption entered the whole world. That's why everybody has some evil in them, has some corruption in them. Evil in this world is getting more and more and more. The pressure is getting worse. To live a godly life is becoming even more and more difficult because more people, Satan is increasing in his corruption. In our time, evil was not using apps. Now, evil has apps. Like in our time, you have to go and find the evil. Now, evil is doing follow-up. It comes to find you. Yeah, in our time, if you want to be a good child, just stay at home. So, you know a, a, a good child from a bad child by how they stay at home. If a girl doesn't stay at home, it's more likely she's a bad girl. It's a sign. A girl who doesn't stay at home, most likely is a bad girl. Two things, she's a bad girl and she doesn't know how to cook. Because to, to know how to cook, you have to stay at home to learn how to cook. Do, do you get it? That's how you, we used to know. Girls who don't stay at home, bad girl. But if anytime you go to the house, she's there, there's a high probability that she's a good girl. But today's world is not the same. You can even stay at your room. In fact, sometimes even staying in your room makes you badder. It's a sign that you are bad, bad, bad. Because evil is chasing you into your... Evil is... Corruption is advancing. It's advancing. Now corruption and empty and they are the same. Everywhere you go, trying to find you there. Wherever you go, they will find you. You can't hide. That's the world we are living now. 
even now, the world is so corrupt that they are making legislation to force us into corruption. To force us into corruption and evil. Amen. Uh-huh. So now, how do we become, pre- how, how can this evil be prevented? It's in this verse. It says, who have escaped, how did they escape? Through the knowledge of him, through knowledge of God, we escape corruption. So how does a person escape the corruption of this world? Through no, the more you know God, the more you escape the corruption. That's why before you got born again, you were at perhaps the peak of your evils and the peak of your corruption. But the longer you stay in your walk with God and you get to know God, you see some evils just fall away. They just, it's, it's, you, you have not, it's not like you have, you, your fabric has changed. It's just that now you are knowing God more. And as you are knowing God more, last in you is reducing. You remember the last is what leads to the corruption. Do you, you understand? So as the last for the world and the things of the world keeps reducing, your, the evil that you are susceptible to, that you are giving to, also reduces. It reduces. And how does this last reduce? Through knowing God. So the more you know God, the more you know the promises of God, the lesser the evils that are in you. Amen. The more you know the promises of God, that God himself is able to bless you and provide for you and make you advance. That's when you decide that these these ways by which I was providing for myself, I don't no longer need to do them. Hallelujah. Before then, Charlie, if you have to use what you have to provide for yourself, you will use it. Your natural resources to provide for yourself, you will use it. You will use it. Because you didn't know the promises of God. That God will take care of you. That godliness with contentment is great gain. Living a good life and being, living a, Christ, a godly life and being content with what you have. It's a good thing. You didn't know. But when now you get to know and now you believe it, you realize that, look, I don't have to steal to get something extra. I don't have to sell my body to get something extra. I don't have to do this to be that thing, to provide for myself in that way. Yeah. So it's through knowing God, then corruption goes down. Evils go down. A lot of the things you are struggling with, the more you get to know God, it will go down. The more you know God, the more your bitterness will reduce. The more your jealousy will go away. Like I said, nothing bad is going to happen to your ex. Stop praying about it. Rather pray that you will heal. Instead of praying that you heal, you are praying, oh God, let him die. Oh God, let him die. Oh God, let him. Look, God is not going to answer that prayer. It's a lie. He's not, if anybody told you he's going to die, it's a lie. Even he's getting fresher. 
He's getting fresher. Now he buys a car. Oh, yes, you are going through. You go with, how do you say it? Go with, you are going, you will be going through. Yeah, you will just be going through. Rather heal, heal. Pray and heal. <laughs> Pray and heal. Instead of praying that he will die on, on Valentine's Day, he will not die. <laughs> he will die on Freedom Day. He will not die. Maybe Freedom Day, that's the, way he will, that's the day he will launch his new girlfriend. Bigger and better. <laughs> you didn't even have a lunch. He, Freedom Day, you see him on the now that he's proposing. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. On Instagram. You will find out, I'm telling you, you'll find out. So I'm saying that what? Rather pray and heal. Yeah. And when you know the promises of God, you know that God is able to bring you a better person. A better person who cares about you, who takes care of you, who loves you genuinely. Not a foolish man or a foolish girl. Yeah, I don't know. Just, just know. Look, I've been a pastor. By the grace of God, I've been a Christian for so many years. Serving the Lord. I've seen people's hearts broken. And when I tell them that one day, you will give the heartbreaker an offering. You will thank God for that heartbreaker. You will, you will meet the heartbreaker and say, thank you so much for breaking my heart. Because if you didn't break my heart, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't meet this guy. I never knew that love was so sweet. I never knew that I can find somebody who will say, I can't live without you. And it's not just words that he's saying, but practically I can see that he cannot live without me. But you, I had to be waiting every day, checking the time. Are you coming? Will you come? Are you coming? Will you come? Are you? The day you come, it's like I, 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 I'm blessed that you came. But this one, he cannot live without me. Yes. Sit down, let me tell you a story. One day, I was going to cut my hair. So, as I was going, as I was coming from far away, I saw a brother who fits in this category. Like one day, a girl, like a girl broke his heart. But before the girl broke his heart, the girl advertised the heartbreak. But he couldn't see. So, I told my friends that, let's become friends with this guy. His heart is just about to be broken in a very bad way. But... We want to be his friend before his heart breaks. So that when his heart breaks, we can be there for him to cry. It's not like the day his, his heart breaks, then we appear. 
it will be unusual. So we put, we put that contingency plan in place. And true, 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 according to the word of God, his heart was broken. The scripture was fulfilled as advertised. His heart was broken. <laughs> I don't know whether the girl used a, a bomb or what, but it just shattered. We couldn't, we can't, still we can't find some parts of the heart. They, she, he used leper, leper too. Yeah, she used a leper too tank to bomb the heart. Or challenger, challenger. Please, if you don't know these things, don't worry. You will know, okay? Yeah, you will know. These are the tanks that are being used in Ukraine. Yeah. Tanks that can hit you 35 miles away. So it's like, I don't have to come where you are. I, I'm here. Then I hit you in Deban. Direct, target you. Direct, not hit your area. Hit you directly in Deban. <laughs> I avoid the traffic, the toll gate, the traffic cop, the police, everything, and come and hit you directly. Now, Putin is also feeling the pressure. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Where was I in the story? So the heart was broken. Now, when the heart was broken, I've forgotten why I'm telling you the story. I was going to cut my hair. <laughs> so this brother cried for some time. We all cried with him. But we promise him that as we are crying with you, just remember one day we'll laugh at you. (laughs) So we are going through with you, but when we finish, please, when we laugh at you, don't be hurt. Because we cried. Bible says, mourn with them that mourn and rejoice with them that rejoice. So please. Anyway, we went through. Fast forward. Then that phase passed. And God blessed this brother with another beloved. A proper beloved. Do you see? A proper beloved. One day, I was going, now back to where, this is just the background. Now, when I was going to cut my hair, I saw the brother far away. So, I parked close to where he was standing. And I was walking to him. He couldn't see me. I said he didn't walk. The guy was crying. Yeah, the one I cried with. He couldn't see me. Me, I was walking to him. He's looking at me, but he couldn't see me. No, this is after. After the heartbreak, now he's in a new enjoyable face. So I walked to him directly. I said, hey, ah, Bishop, I didn't see you. So I was wondering, is the guy blind? Is he short-sighted? Do you see, or what? Then I found out that the sister, the beloved, he's, as he stands, he's waiting for the beloved to come. And the beloved is going to come from this side. So as he's standing there, his eyes only see, he only has eyes for that beloved. Even to the point that when his pastor is standing right, look, I went and I stood in front of him. He couldn't see me. He was still looking. It's almost like he could see through me. Like I'm, I'm a glass. Hey. So I said, okay, maybe the girl is coming. So he's watching the girl. That's, I turned around, no girl. 
no girl. But he has eyes for only one thing, that girl. Wouldn't you want a beloved like this? But when you don't know that God can provide this for you, you see, you'll be busy at UKZN crying. Crying, fulfilling the UKZN yearly crying quota. Crying just because one guy didn't call you. Didn't call you. I know a brother, there was a sister he said he liked, and the sister was not interested. And the sisters have a right not to be interested. And the sister was not, he, he came to school the whole semester. He didn't go for lectures. He was just sitting in his room the whole semester. The whole semester, no lectures, nothing. He, I think the whole year or the whole semester, the whole year, he sat down the whole year. He will come from home to school, not go to lectures, not write exam because it's like, Sister Joy or I die. <laughs> but when you know God's promises, you start to chase, you stop chasing some of these things because God is able to do these things for you. Yeah. Now, how will people know God's promises? By us preaching to them. Amen. By us preaching to them. So how to prevent the spread of corruption is through what? Preaching, making the knowledge of God available to people or preaching to them. Amen. So, number one, how to not become good for nothing? Do you see? By preventing corruption. How do you prevent corruption? Number one, let me just read how the book. Spread the knowledge of God and prevent corruption by preaching the gospel. You must preach the gospel to prevent the spread of corruption. Without preaching the gospel, people will not be saved. It is only people who are saved by the power of God who escape corruption. As salvation spreads throughout the nation, corruption and evil is also prevented. As people get saved, as people get saved, evil begins to go down. There are some things you don't do just because you are born again. Because you are born again. Not that you are incapable of doing it. Wow. Not that you are not capable or you have lost the ability. No, you have the set of skills. You have the set of skills. You can do those things. But you don't do them anymore because you are born again. You are saved. And when you are saved, the Holy Ghost comes to live in you to give you the strength not to do those things. Hallelujah. So when you see anybody who's born again, say, I can't stop drinking. I can't stop smoking. I can't stop lying. I can't stop stealing. I can't stop fornicating. It's a lie. Most of the time, you do not want to stop. You do not want to stop. I say you do not what? Want to stop. Sometimes you enjoy the sensation of being high. The feeling that it gives you when you are high. Yeah. You enjoy the sensation. So you use your mouth to tell us, I want to stop smoking weed. But 
in your heart you don't want to stop. So even when the Holy Spirit is trying to help you to stop, you'll be fighting it. You'll be fighting with the Holy Spirit. So it's when, so I don't blame unbelievers when they sin. In fact, when unbelievers are walking in sin, I blame the Christians around them. Look, your, I blame your roommate's state on you. Hey, Bishop, but I, 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 it is a right. Yes. I respect my roommate's privacy. That's why I blame you. I'm scared of my roommate. That's why I blame you. If you were to offer your roommate salvation and your roommate becomes born again, you see, sometimes even when we do the church and we, we call people to come and do the altar call, sometimes they don't even understand what they are doing. But I'm happy we are just, they just look, one, one, one day last year, we, we, we went for an outreach as a church, Mass Grave Church. We preached to so many people, we, mainly the people who listened to us preach to them. So we were generally inviting them to church. But I remember one particular girl, she, we had two, three teams in the place doing the outreach. She met the first team, I think led by Pastor Lungani. Then she told Pastor Lungani's team that she has spoken to the other group. You know the way we deal with Jehovah Witnesses people? Yeah, I said, oh, the other, which people? Oh, the ones with the bag. Yes, we've spoken to them already. Then she escaped that group. Then she met the second group. When she met them, she told them, oh, she has spoken to pastor. You see that guy with the yeah. ten hag? <laughs> I've spoken to him. So because they also know ten hag, they, they agree that, oh, yes, it's true. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of us, no problem. Then as she turned the corner, she met, I think, myself and Baby Shark. Then we stopped there. Then she told us who she has spoken to. <laughs> she has spoken to Opana. <laughs> she spoken to Opana. And then she's spoken to the, the second group already. Then I said, oh, really? Then today must be your lucky day. That you alone, you are spoken to everybody. Then today is your lucky day. Today is the day you must give your life to Christ. So I'm going home today. I'm in a hurry. I'm this, this, this. I said, okay, don't worry, don't worry. Look, let me lead you to Christ. Because I get a feeling this might be the last time I'm seeing you. So at least let me just lead you to Christ. Then you can go. As we were having that chat, then the second group came. Then Opana and his group. I say, oh, tell your neighbor, Opana. So Opana and his group, they also came. To, so suddenly she was surrounded by all of us. We said the sinner's prayer with her. I prayed for her as she was going home. From that time up till now, she is the only person from that season. We were there for about four to six weeks. She's the only person who's still in the church today. Only person. Look. When we finished, and, gen- and truly, she was going home. When we finished praying with her, she went home. Home as in home, home. You know home where there's no electricity. She went there. She went there. Not to appear again. We were there. We waited for her for about eight weeks. But today, as I speak to you, she's the only one from those 
that outreach run, who's in the church? The one we led to Christ. All the people we invited to church, maybe they will come. Maybe even one or two of them are around. But me, the one I see, is the one we led to Christ. The one we led to Christ. When people become saved, they receive the power to live for God and to put away evil. Now, if we don't preach salvation to people, we, we don't give them. To, sometimes you are trying to cure the problem by telling the person, drinking is bad, smoking is bad, sexing is bad, texting is bad, this is bad. It, it, the person will not change. The person doesn't have the power to change. The power to change starts from getting born again and being filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it doesn't change. So if you don't preach, we become good for nothing when we don't preach the gospel to people. So you are sitting with your roommate, instead of telling her that she's a bad girl. Look, we already know we are bad. Even you as a Christian, you are bad. How much more her as a unbeliever? I mean, if she was good, it would really be bad. It would really be bad for her to be good because she's an unbeliever. Do you see? Instead of coming to tell you how you did this, you did this, you did this. Present her Jesus Christ. It's when Jesus Christ goes inside. It's when Jesus Christ goes inside. Then now the power and the ability to live for God begins to show. Hallelujah. Number two. I'm just about to close. Number two. Spread the knowledge of God to, and prevent corruption by teaching the word of God. By teaching what? The word of God. You must teach the word of God to prevent the spread of evil. As teachings of the word of God go forth, people are transformed by the renewing of their minds. Transformation takes place when people hear the word of God. People are transformed by the rebukes of the word of God, the corrections of the word of God, the instructions in the word of God, and the reproof that come from the word of God. Amen. Romans 12 to the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be the same as this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, when people are born again, they will still have their evils with them because evil starts from the heart and the mind. Amen. That's why we still have people in the church who do all kinds of things. That's why we still have people in the church who do all kinds of things because the evil is in the heart and it's in the mind. So when the mind doesn't change, do you see? When the mind doesn't get renewed, doesn't get transformed on various subjects, they will never do the right thing. They will never do the right thing. Amen. Sister Ruby, give me a small chance, okay? I won't preach for long, okay? I'm about to close. Yeah. The mind changes. When the mind changes, then it affects the behavior. But when the mind doesn't change, when the person's mind is that stealing is a good thing, the person is born again but will still be stealing. 
When the person's mind, when the person has been taught as a child that God blesses with the left and the right. God doesn't only bless with the right, he blesses also with the left. And that's how the person grew up. So the person is born again, so they should stop taking God's blessings that come with the left. No. So it's through teaching of the word of God that the mind changes. When the person's mind is like, I drink to forget my problems. I smoke to forget my problems. Now that I'm born again, if I still have problems, that's how I know how to take care of my problems. By either drinking it away or smoking it away. Smoke it out or drink to drown it. That's it. So until you bring the word of God to change the person's mind, the pers- the, the, this, this mind refers to the person's perception or understanding of things. The person will continue to live in evil. Continue to fully live in evil. So if as Christians we don't teach the word of God to people, their minds cannot be changed. I met a guy one day, he was talking of a lot of, a lot of philosophical things. I was trying to lead him to Christ. Say a lot of ideas and ideals. All kinds of things. So I opened the Bible to him. I said, read this verse. John 1, 11 and 12. I said, read it. Please put it up for us. I gave it. I said, just read it. I, I don't have much to say. Just read it. So he, I said, he started to read it to us. I said, oh, read it aloud so that we can all hear. The, the Bible says, he came to his own and his own received him not. Verse 12. But as many as received him, to him, to them gave he power to become the son, even them that believe on his name. So when he finished reading, he came back and I said, now, can you read it and put your name there? So let's say if he's called, give me one of the names, John. John. I said, let's read it this way. He came to John. And John received him not. As many as received him, to them he gave the power to become him. When he finished reading, I asked him, so what will you do? He said to me, I have to receive Jesus. He said, he was preaching to me. He was the pastor. I was now the church member. He now told I have to give my life to Christ. I have to, he, he said, I have to receive, I have to receive him. Because he's come to me, but I didn't receive. But the one who received me got the power. He said, I need the power. I have to receive him. The word of God has more power to change human beings than your, your nice sayings and your advice. And your counsel. Your counsel, you know, when I was a child, this happened to you, you can't change anybody. It's the word of God that changes human beings. Let us become people who preach the word of God. Just give the person the word of God. It has enough power to change the person. So then we who have the word of God, if we don't share it with other people, then the corruption that is increasing, it is our fault because we have the antidote to prevent the corruption. And when we don't give out the medication for it, which is the word of God, then we are good for nothing. Then we are good for nothing. Then we are not profitable to God. Then why did he arm us with the word? Why did he give us the word if we are not giving it out 
to people. Number three, spread the knowledge of God by living pure and preventing corruption. You must live pure to prevent the spread of evil. As you live pure, you set an example in the world. Your example as a shining light in the dark, you are, your example is a shining light in, the very, in a very dark world. You prevent the spread of darkness with your lifestyle. Philippians 2, 14 and 15 says, Do all things without memory and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless as sons of God, without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Here the Bible is saying we can prevent evil and act as salt by living a pure life. Your life ministers to people far more than what you see. Far more than what you see. Your life is a message. One great preacher, he said, Preach always, if necessary, use words. Listen to it again. This is why when you go to lectures, you don't pass. Listen to it again. It says what? Preach always, which is preach all the time. If it becomes necessary, use words. So how do you preach? Preach with your life. Preach with Everybody's cheating. You don't cheat. It's a message. People are watching you. It's a message, and it's louder than you telling them, don't cheat, stop cheating. So it's, it's, your life is a louder message to them. The way you live, the way you live, you'll be surprised. Your friends are watching you. You say you are a Christian, they are watching you. When you do some of the things they do, they look at you and say, ah, oh, then we are okay. Because you, 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 even you have the bishop's phone number. You WhatsApp him, you comment on his status. He WhatsApp you and you WhatsApp him. You see near people. <laughs> the seniors in the church. Let me tell you this story. Since they are forcing me to tell you the story. One day, a young Christian in the church. Okay? Her family came from Tofimbaba. They were organizing an event at home. So they needed to buy alcohol. Young Christian, newly born again. So she went with her uncles to go and buy the alcohol in the liquor store. When she entered the liquor store, she saw one of the senior Christians in the church, which she had gotten born again in. This church. In the liquor store. With a trolley. Buying wine. Red wine. Rosé. With a trolley. Trolley. So she thought to herself. Hey. Even the seniors in the church. Are buying trolley loads of alcohol, of wine, rose wine. Then she said, oh, As for me, I'm a, <laughs> me, I'm a baby. I might as well sleep here. 
I'm, I'm coming to live here. Yeah. Yeah. Little did she know that the senior, whatever she thought was true, it's just that the senior um, clergy person was buying wine for communion. For the whole, for all our churches in KZN. That's why she had a trolley. That's why she had the trolley. She was buying for UKZN, for Imbali, for France, for Sweetwaters, for Popomeni, for Deban. She was buying for everybody. But the message that that thing she saw ministered to her was, hey, the seniors, the seniors don't joke. The seniors don't joke. I mean, look, for years, she shared it with us today, ne? Yeah, today. Is it today or yesterday? Yesterday. So, and she has been in the church for eight years, nine years. Long years. It's today that she finally got that scar off her chest for her to be healed. Yeah, she was praying that we will catch the senior drunk. But the senior was still doing well and advancing. So, getting better and better, better, bigger and better. But it's to yesterday that she found out that, oh, she brought it off her chest to be, be healed in the name of Jesus. So, I'm saying that our behavior affects the people around us more. So, we have to set an example. An example by your life. They are quarreling at your rest. You are also standing. You have taken the fridge of the rest. You have thrown it out. You have taken this. You are burning down the library. You've taken the rest microwave and you are smashing it. They are watching you. We want NASFAS and you are, they are watching you. They are doing freshest night. You have also gone to the freshest night. And you are just there. Goom, 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 goom. Hey! You have sat, look, you have climbed on top of a table and you have taken off your shirt. And you are, goom, goom, goom. Hey! Come again. And you are not a first year. You have been in, you have been in the school for seven years. Doing third year models and one second year model. You are a senior in the school. <laughs> and you are standing on it. I mean, you are in your seventh year. You are doing 201 and 302. And you are holding, and it's a freshest night. You are not even a fresher. And you are not even fresh. You are no longer fresh. And you are standing on the table. <laughs> You say, oh, sister, eh, please, we have started a basenta at this race. I want to invite you to, to, this is you, look at you again. 
They call her roommate. Is this not? Is this not the senior? No, it's not. So it's not him. Oh, it's not her. Oh, it's her. It's not her. Okay, let's check the video. Then they turn on the video. When you look at it, you don't even remember. You were so drunk that you don't even, you, you, you ask, when is this? <laughs> you ask them, when, 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 when is this? So, yesterday, then you look at the top you are wearing now. That's the one you wear. Then you turn the top around, you wear it inside out. <laughs> but Christians, let's behave well. Let's live a proper life. So that you are an example. You are an example. You are ministering to people all around you. When you stop living a good life to be a good example for people to see, you become good for nothing. You become useless because you don't help the cause of God in any way. You actually become a bad sign, a bad sign and a bad representation of Christians. And people look and say, that's why people outside the church, they say, oh, as for the church, well, they are all bad. They are all, they are, we, are, oh, we are better off outside. They are all this, they are all. It's because of the bad examples we set. You have slapped a girl in, in, at lectures. Yeah, you have slapped her at lectures because the lecturer asked you a question you gave the wrong answer and she laughed. You have slapped her. Then later on, she finds out that you sing in the choir. Oh. I would have been happy if an unbeliever beat me up, but a Christian brother. From today, let's begin to preach with our lives by living a good life. Other people will see and learn from it. It says, let your light so shine that others may see your good works and give glory to God. This is how we can prevent corruption. The reason why the country is like that is because we have a lot of bad examples being set in the whole country to us. Bad, bad politicians are setting bad examples. These people in authority are setting bad examples. Teachers are setting bad examples. Parents are setting bad examples. So when we see, we, do, we are not even encouraged to do the right thing. To do the right thing. But if you, you and I will start, let's start. Even our corner, let's just brighten our corner. If nobody sees your honesty, at least your roommate is seeing it. The day she wants to change, she will say, I know somebody. I lived with her in the same room for three years. This Christianity thing is real and it's true. It's real and it's true. It's real. How do you know? Do you know by the Bible? No. I had a roommate when I was, when I was in second year. She showed she was a loving, forgiving, peaceful, honest, truthful, everything. Her life was a ministry to me and evil will be prevented. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. (laughs) 
just for a moment or two, just pray for yourself right now and say, Lord, help me to be some, to use my life to prevent evil and corruption in my area, in where I am, in where I operate, in the name of Jesus. Just pray for yourself shortly so that my life, my life will radiate the glory of God. My life will show forth the glory of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the help me. Pray for yourself right now. Everybody here, just pray for yourself. Say, Lord, help me. Help me to bring salvation to people. To bring the word of God to people. To use my life as a good example of a Christian to other people. That evil and corruption will be prevented. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name. Help us, Lord. Help. Lift your hands wherever you are and receive help from God right now. Help us, O God. Help us, O God. Help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, O God. In the mighty name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We glorify you. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for everybody here present. With our hands lifted up, we pray and say, Lord, help us. Help us to be good for something, to be yes, useful. Please. We don't want to lose our usefulness, Lord. Use us to bring salvation to many, to prevent evil and corruption. Use us to spread the word of God that evil will be prevented, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Help us to use our life to set good examples as Christians to the rest of the world. That our light will shine to show forth your glory. And your praise. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord. I want to pray with you. Maybe tonight somebody invited you to church. It's your opportunity to get to come to know Jesus. So that that power to live right. And to live for God will be deposited in you by the Holy Spirit. You are here tonight. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and be my Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand just where you are. And I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord, to be my Savior. Maybe you are contemplating, should I? Should I? Or should I not? This is your chance. This is your chance. Without Jesus in your heart and the Holy Spirit in you, you cannot live right. You cannot live. You may attempt, but you cannot live right. Pastor, please pray with me to welcome Jesus. In. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. Just lift up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Just If you lifted up your hand, just come. My sister, don't be afraid. Just come to me. I'll pray with you. Come, come. I'll pray with you. Lifted up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. Melissa, wow, what a blessing. What a blessing. Pray this prayer with me, please. Pray, pray this prayer with me with all seriousness and every faith that you have in you. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you loved me 
and you died for me. I, I confess that from today, you are the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior in the name of Jesus. Satan, from today, I no longer belong to you. I belong to Jesus. I will serve him. I will love him for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Wow. Father, thank you for these ones. Bless them, keep them, and use them to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.